ticket. Welcome to IDP Nation spinoff podcast talking about college IDP and Debbie IDP prospects. We are your hosts, Dan Cook, Daryl Winston, Eric Harrell. We are the Debbie IDP Grind. Can you dig it? And we are back after a few weeks off. We are back with the Dig Podcast here. I am joined, as always, by uh, Daryl and Eric. How you doing, gentlemen? Not too bad. Pretty good. Nothing much. Busy Sunday. I actually got to watch sports today. Yep. Same here. It was and nice. Play, and play some DFS. I actually won a couple dollars on DFS, too. There you go. Which was nice. So, uh, yeah, it was enjoyable to see baseball. Although, uh, <laughs> the story out of uh, Philadelphia is that the Miami Marlins are now stuck in Philadelphia because four players tested positive for COVID immediately after the game, including the day's starting pitcher. Um, uh, so interesting. I'm like, man, it, it's, That's nice. it's doomed. I said, there's people from Florida brought that stuff up to PA. Going to affect us like the Walking Dead. Uh, But we are here to talk about college football. I got my North Carolina blue on. Um, Eric's got a bison shirt on, I see. Hell yeah. And Daryl's got his Tennessee gear. Did we plan this or something? (laughs) (laughs) We're not on video this week. I thought we were possibly going to be. We probably could be if we really wanted to be, but uh, we'll save that for another time. Hopefully next week. Uh, We are on Anchor, so if you can, go over to Anchor, give us a follow, give us a download, check us out on there. Uh, I think we're going to discontinue the um, simulcasting, so to speak, on both uh, platforms after this episode. I think this episode will multi-stream, and then after that, we will just be solely on Anchor. So if you like college, if you like hearing about these players a couple years before they're NFL relevant, then check us out. Uh, download that um, feed. It's the uh, Devi IDP Grind podcast, or Dig for short. Um, and you can check that out with its our nice new logo that we have. And yes, you can check that on Anchor or any of your pod devices. I think we're pretty much on everywhere. Um, we're available on eight platforms according to Anchor. Awesome. Um, pretty much everywhere. I think Apple, Google, Breaker, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify. iHeartRadio. Yeah. Uh, are we on iHeartRadio? Dig? Um, oh, dig. Yeah, that's right. Well, I've got it in, so I'm supposed to wait for them to tell me something, Ooh. which I don't think it'll be an issue, but... Shouldn't be, but anyway. Yeah, I think, I think once they get it set up, they'll we'll be there too, so... But anyway, we got a lot to get to. Uh, we're going to do a, a player dive, uh, Daryl and Eric are, and then we also have tons of news and a couple listener questions as uh, drafts ramp up, as we, we are pretty sure... The season is going to end, or not end, uh, begin. <laughs> we're, we, we don't know if it's going to end or not, um, but we're pretty sure the season's going to begin at least. Uh, it will not be the same as usual. 
Uh, but we do have some questions about the upcoming season, some uh, new recruits, some old recruits, some guys ready for the draft in 2020 or 2021, I guess it is. Um, so check us out here. Daryl, what's in the news? All right. So first up, and this broke, uh, I caught this one around 435 o'clock today. Uh, 2021 five-star defensive tackle Damon Payne officially committed to Alabama. So their front line just got even better than it already was. He's the number one D tackle in the country for that class, the number one player in the state of Michigan, and 14th overall in the nation by 247. So pretty big haul for Alabama because there was a lot of players in on him. Did you say 247? Yeah, 247 sports. You know, it's 24-7 sports, right? I call it 247. Oh, it's 24 it's 7, meaning that they are on 24 7 of the recruiting. Um, is he any hey, relation? You say tomato? I say. Well, 24 7 sports would, would differ with you. If you uh, mess with me, I'll call it 742. <laughs> People have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, is Damon Payne related to Deron Payne? Is, is that. That's uh, what I was going to ask. A bloodline? Not that I'm aware of. Um, I just I just thought Payne Damon's pretty close to Drawn. I thought maybe they were related in some way. Yeah, not 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 that I'm aware of. Now our next player is related to somebody, but not yes. Damon. I, as far as I know, he's not related to him. So. According to Five Sixty Nine Sports, yes. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so our next guy is uh, verbally committed to Pittsburgh. Uh, he's a 2021 uh, four-star recruit in this uh, next next recruiting class, Elliot Donald. And yeah, if you recognize the last name, he is the nephew of Uncle NFL Aaron. superstar. Yeah, Uncle Aaron. So um, going to the same college, uh, hopefully hoping to follow in his uh, uncle's uh, footsteps. Uh, he was ranked the ninth best D tackle. Sixth best player in the state, 116 overall. Not quite as good as Damon Payne, uh, but he's going to be uh, a pretty good player for them. All righty. And then up next, we got a little bit of transfer news. Former New Mexico State defensive lineman Roy Lopez transferred from, to Arizona from New Mexico State after he was given a fifth year of eligibility. Uh Best season was a couple years ago when he had 63 tackles, 12 and a half for a loss, four sacks, two fumble recoveries. So that's going to help Arizona as they've uh, been looking for some upfront frontline help. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes when you get good news, there's bad news. Arizona's linebacker, Tony Fields, who was a three-year starter for them, has entered the transfer portal. Sorry, um, His eligibility will make him he'll have immediate eligibility sorry to play as a grad transfer so they're losing a big starter in the middle of that defense but getting some help up front it's a little late in the game to be transferring isn't it well it's kind of what i thought but yeah like got like all the, th- you know a month really before first weekend is normally kicking off Yes, I don't know where he's just hanging out there right now so i don't know where he's looking at going or and it's our 
odd that you see a three-year starter just transfer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he had a starting job there, so I don't know where he thinks he's going to go to get another starting job. So, I mean, those are rare, but we'll see. Yeah, something must have happened, though, to – Yeah, yeah I had you, to. Like I, you said, you wouldn't think a three-year starter to be to be leaving like that, but, you know, maybe it has to do with the COVID numbers. Unless he thinks he can land in the ACC or SEC or something like that where they've got a little better competition maybe. But I think if you're transferring to one of them, I don't know that you're starting really unless it's a team that's in a big need for somebody. Yeah. Because they've probably already got their starters set, I would imagine. Probably. So we'll see where he lands. I mean, he's a pretty good player, but just I'm kind of like Eric. I'm kind of surprised that he left Mm -hmm. being a three-year starter. I just don't add up, but. Um, back to some recruiting news. Um, 2021 four-star cornerback Jordan Hancock, and this one's a little interesting. He was committed to Clemson as of late of last Wednesday of last week, and then all of a sudden he just flipped and went to Ohio State on sun, the following Sunday. And this is the second commitment to back out in the last two months from Clemson. The other one was uh, – the number one overall player in this year's recruiting class, Corey Foreman, who everybody's watching right now. So they've lost two big recruits in the last two months. Uh, maybe, uh, well, I mean, they, they have so much talent. Maybe it's just a, a they thought they were going to start and they found out, uh-uh, you're not starting, somebody else is. Yeah, I'm not so wor- much worried about Hancock. I mean, probably better for him at Ohio State. I think he's got a more of a clear path to starting mm-hmm. earlier but that Corey Foreman lost that that's a big lose right there because yeah, whoever's getting him is getting a, a beast yeah um and then it seems like every week we talk about Oregon <laughs> well, they <laughs> um, always got some players yeah they do and they that defense just keeps on coming with them they received a verbal from 2022 four-star linebacker Imari and Winston uh, he's ranked the 20th overall player or overall outside linebacker by 24-7 sports composite. Does that help you, Dan? Yes, 24-7. <laughs> now, I recognize that website. Uh, oh, um, Penn State got a verbal commit from 2021 four-star linebacker Jamari Budden, 23rd best player in, at that position, so that's a big get for them, especially with them potentially losing uh, – Micah Parsons after this year, mm-hmm. and I think they've got another one. I can't remember his name. Plays the outside spot. Uh, I'd have to look it up. can't remember his name, but that's a good get for them. And Miami has been making some waves in the recruiting class this year. 2021 four-star Jabari Ishmael, 14th best player at YDN, so that's going to help them, which you get somebody to come in at that position, and they get to learn behind uh, – Gregory Rosset and uh, Quincy uh, Roche. Quincy Roche. So ooh, that's going to be two nice ones he can learn from there. So, yep. And then uh, here's another one that was interesting to me LSU sophomore linebacker Marcel Brooks transferred to TCU and he's waiting on an eligibility ruling. Um, if he gets to play right away, that's a huge pickup for TCU. Really good. Um, TCU's grabbed some some dudes because they grabbed JD Spielman on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and they got the running they back. What's his Zach, name? Zachary Evans. Yeah. Zach Evans. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a that's one. a freshman, but JD Spielman was a transfer. Yeah. So if they get Brooks, that's huge for them. Which 
pretty much tells me two things that Brooks wanted to go somewhere where he could probably start and that Jabril Cox is the starter down there in LSU. That's probably what happened. I'm thinking. I like hearing that. I, I mean, it was, I was kind of waiting to see what they were going to do because, um, Brooks was a highly rated player coming out of high school. So that was a big gift for them. I can't remember. I think he was like a four-star linebacker, I believe. So for him to move on, that kind of just told me that, that uh, Jabril Cox is going to be the man down there. So that makes sense. But hopefully he'll get some eligibility where he can play right away maybe. But either way, it's, that's good for TCU. And then uh, our last one is Alabama, of course. Got a verbal commit from 2021 four-star linebacker Kendrick Blackshear, um, ranked 152nd in the class. So they've got another one to uh, to groom along the way when Moses moves on, and then Sean Lee and them. So they they just keep that pipeline going of uh, yeah top talent. And um, Mississippi State apparently is offering uh, any player, or the NCAA is offering any player. Um, immediate eligibility elsewhere hmm. right because um two guys just transferred to florida or something not florida but a florida school yeah there. i'm not sh- sure so that's kind of what i was talking about with brooks he's waiting on the eligibility ruling and i i think he'll get it right away so yeah yeah he was he was the number he was the five star brooks oh, was he was five oh. star and he was the number two overall outside linebacker 32 yeah, in the country. So, See, I, I knew he was rated really high, so that told me for somebody that graded that high to move on, he's probably lost his spot. You know, and that could be if they got Jabril Cox, maybe he's like, well, I'm not going to be the starter. I'm going to go somewhere else. Very true. So, Very true. Yeah. Which, like I said, that's huge for TCU, man. That's that's a big-time transfer get right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's all the news we got. Our main event, we're going to be talking about a couple players. Daryl uh, picked a junior, uh, I guess a tweener, uh, an inside defensive lineman, uh, Aaron Fumui. Nope. Fumu? Fa-mui. 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 from yeah, the Virginia Cavaliers. Uh, so, Daryl, go ahead and take it away. Uh, yeah, so I was watching uh, – couple of games of Virginia doing some other research and I turned on the Liberty game and every time the ball was snapped this guy's name kept coming up he was just making plays all over the field so I had to go back and look at some other games that I had uh, recorded and uh, he's something I I still need to watch a lot of film but he's a he's a three-story recruit from Hawaii has good size 6'1 285 so he can probably beef up and stay on the inside or maybe on the edge I'm guessing he puts on a little more weight and stays inside. Uh, and he, a player comp is Leaky Foto. He reminds me a lot of him. Maybe just a little bit better of a pass rusher. Um, he had 13 games last year, 33 tackles, eight for a loss, four sacks, two pass breakups. Um, if you want to look at his best game, like I said, go back and watch Virginia play Liberty last year. He had five tackles, three solos, two and a half for a loss. Eight quarterback pressures, one and a half sacks, a pass breakup. He was his pass rush, pass rush win rate was twenty six point three percent. I mean, he was literally all over the field, and uh, the first three series he was a wrecking ball. I mean, it. They even announced it on the the announcers were like, "Man, he has disrupted this 
offense for the first three series just basically by himself. So um, really good player. He's got showed good play awareness. Seems like he can, you know, recognize and, and dissect what's coming at him pretty quick. Um, like I mentioned earlier, he can uh, rush from the interior. He's a strength, power, leverage guy. Um, and that's that's what you want up front in your big guys, guys that can win with strength and power. And he understands how to get the leverage. So, I, like I said, I think he's better as an interior guy than he is an edge guy, but we'll see. Um, and then he improved. I went back and looked at some of his numbers. He improved over the course of the season last year, 17 tackles in the last four games, and that's Liberty, Virginia Tech, Clemson in the ACC championship, and then Florida in the bowl game. Um, he just got better as the season went along. He was a handful for those teams. He even gave Clemson a few problems early. But, uh, yeah, definitely going to have to go back and watch him this year, maybe watch some more of his tape and see how he improves. And He's a name to watch. I don't know that he's going to be a superstar, but he's going to be a, a really good player and a name I'm going to keep an eye on. So you think a day three pick? <sighs> right now, if I had to pick, I'm going to say – yeah, he's day three. I'm going to say probably round five, somewhere in there, maybe. Okay. I don't think he really started his first year, and then he's kind of come into it last year. He had a really good season. So if he can improve that much again this year, then then you might start looking at like back end of three, four, somewhere like that. But he's really going to have to put it together this year and next year. But he'll be a solid player, a really good player for somebody. Yeah. So I like we, we go from a, a day three pick to somebody who we think is going to be a day one or day two pick. Uh, Eric has middle linebacker Nick Bolton from Missouri. Yeah, uh, so he's a three-star prospect, uh, 5'11", 232. Um, I, I like, love watching linebackers. You know, <laughs> it's just my, one of my favorite positions to watch. Uh, as I was watching Bolt, you know, he, he's got good play recognition. You know, if he's if he's dropping into coverage or whatever, he can he can get back to the ball if he needs to pretty quick. Um, he can make open field tackles, doesn't really miss a lot. He is a hard hitter. He likes to go for the big hit every once in a while. And that's that one. He just he read that ball perfectly and he lit that running back up. Um he he's a he's a team builder. He it seems like he's always from from what I watched so far, he he loves to energize his team and you know be the energizer bunny to get that defense going, which you need in the SEC. So uh, he is only five eleven, but he can sneak through those holes that the, his def- that his defensive line make and and get into the backfield and, and make those plays. So even though he is smaller, he still can he can still read read it well and and get back there. Um, he can, he can play the outside, but he's more suited for the for the middle. Uh, last year was his first first year as a true starter, so we'll see how he takes how he takes his junior year and see if he can you know become a day one or day two pick. Uh, he had 107 tackles, seven and a half tackles for a loss, so it's not pr- pretty good for your first year starting. Um, had a sack, two interceptions. He had both had him in one game against West Virginia, and I think he returned one of those back for a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. He also had 10 pass deflections, so he is good in coverage. You know, he's not just not going to sit there in the middle. He can, he can do both. 
Uh, the two in 2019, he was also the he was on the first team All SEC, and he was on the third team All American team. Uh, in he was the SEC's leading tackler at 8.9 tackles per game. I think he missed yeah. like one one or two games. So there was one guy that had actually more tackles, but he he did lead the SEC with the most tackles per game. Uh, for something he needs to work on his on quickness and block shedding. Sometimes he'll get overwhelmed by the bigger by the bigger offensive linemen or even running backs too. But he needs to get better in pass coverage. He needs to get kind of gets tight in the hips a little bit when he tries to go for coverage. But for the most part, he's he's a pretty good all around player. And if he can increase or get better in pass coverage, I think he could he could definitely become that day one pick we're talking about. Day two, somewhere in that range. Depends what depends what these teams need. You know, they need linebackers, and he he fits the bill. They'll take him. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, we saw four go in the first round this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on um, that. We have seen linebackers that have been productive in college not get drafted high. So it's really going to depend, I think, a lot on combine uh, really is where some of these guys make their hay or senior bowl, um, yep. those types of things. He's not eligible for the senior bowl, but, um, you know, there's, there's all-star games, you know, those – those chances to shine really uh, can help out some of these players. Um, yeah. I'm really curious to see what he's going to do his junior year. You yeah. Know, or, I mean, if or, he leads, if he's top five in tackles, you know, he's probably going to come out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, take that, take that shot. If you're going to get a first round grade, take it. Yeah. And it depends, you know, like, uh, you know, Moses decided to come back uh, to, to come back after the injury we'll talk about him in a minute um we do have some listener questions here we got a bunch of debbie questions here as the the college football season's getting ready to ramp up uh, a lot of people getting interested uh i know a lot of people have a have campus to canton drafts going on that was big uh topic today <laughs> uh when we brought this up um so we'll talk a little bit about our campus to canton league uh next week because uh, we have so many questions that it could take a little while to get through these. Uh, but the first one is from Twitter user Debbie Dietz at Debbie Dietz here. Who are some of the off-the-radar defensive linemen targets that could really break out over the next few years? Uh, so these are not your, you know, top top guys. You know, this is not, you know, right. a Chase Young type where we knew he was coming a year in advance. Uh, so who who do we got on our lists? Daryl, who do you who do you have? Okay, so I asked the question. He said defensive line. Um, I went back and asked him, are you just wanting defensive line or, or defensive end or defensive tackle? He said some of both. So at D end, I've got George Carl Loftus of Purdue and defensive end Tyreek Smith of Ohio State. Um, both of them, Smith will get his chance now that uh, Chase Young and Bosa is gone. Uh, Carl Offitus for Purdue is a good youngster. Um, he's going to be their main pass rusher. Definitely got both of those in my top 100. Those are guys you need to check out. And at D-Tackle, I've got Christian Barmore of Alabama and DeMarvin Leal of Texas A&M. Leal's more of a <clears> – <throat> I think he's a junior this year. I can't remember. I have to go back and look. 
And then Barmore, he'll be a sophomore, and he played sparingly last year as a freshman. But when he was on the field, you could tell he was definitely talented. So uh, check so, those four out. It's, it's the Alabama depth that you really, you know, you really got to well, fight and claw for your snaps. Well, that was kind of what impressed me about Barmore because he was a freshman. But you got to think they had Raekwon Davis. They had, um, oh, help me, Eric. Well, did they have Duran Payne and – no. Um, that was two years ago. Two years ago. Oh, got... last year. Um, Chris, wasn't it Christian Wilkins? No. I, for, uh, I can't even remember. But anyway, they've got a starting front that's pretty solid. So for him to be able to crack crack that and get some playing time as a true freshman was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. And, uh, yeah, now that Davis is gone, they're going to be looking for this kid to step in and uh, pick up a lot of snaps. Yeah. Um, Eric, how about you? You got a few guys on your list as well. Yeah, I got I got uh, Tyler Davis, a uh, defensive tackle from Clemson. Love uh, him. He, yeah, I watched I watched some of his tape last night, and he is just a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, and he is. Well, for being, um, I actually have a, he's in my top ten defensive line that I have defensive tackles that I got coming out here soon. But he had six and a half sacks last year 45 tackles and 10 and a half tackles for a loss um as a true freshman so that he's he's going to be special guy and uh zach harrison you know he kind of took a back seat with um chase young and nick bosa over the past two years but like tyreek smith zach harrison is going to get a shot this year on the other on the other side opposite of smith i'm guessing so and then the other guy i have is xavier mm-hmm. xavier kelly uh, he was actually at Clemson uh, for the past three years, so he's a senior, I believe, this year, upcoming year. But he transferred to Arkansas, so he should get he should get the chance to uh, to start right away for them. But he can play both uh, defensive end and defensive tackle. He did gain he gained like 30, 40 pounds from when he was a freshman till now. So he pro- that's why he had moved inside. So I think he's another guy that's can really make his stock go up and on how he performs. Yeah. So those are some guys to look for. Uh, I will be jotting these names down. I already took one. I took Tyreek Smith, uh, but I'll be jotting some of these names (laughs) down to uh, take in our draft. Uh, Also, we have at fat Adam Schefter, one of the best Twitter names in the biz. Uh, (laughs) What is our outlook on Clemson's uh, incoming number one freshman D-tackle, Brian Breeze, Breeze, I guess. Or Breeze, Breezy. 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 Like yeah, Breezy. Breezy. Yep. So what do we think about um, it? I like him. I mean, he's number. he was the number one overall recruit last in the 220 cycle. Um, first thing that stand about, stood out to me was his size. I mean, he's 6'5", 290, and playing in high school, that's just like an elephant against cats, you know. I mean, he was so big, he just towered over him. Um, has the frame he can play inside or what he can you, play outside. You, do, you, do you take your cats to the zoo or something? To, I do. To go play with the elephants? I do. I take them down there to see their cousin tigers. <laughs> their cousin tigers. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Carry on. Are you done? <laughs> Come on, man. That, 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 
You can't beat these these analogies that you come up with sometimes. <laughs> they're they're pretty great. I'm not gonna lie, they're pretty great. An oh elephant, my god, that... an Seriously. elephant playing with cats. I have never heard that in my life. I'm serious. You go back and look at his tape, man. He he sticks out. It's like a big elephant in the room. I mean, you got all these cats running around him. I'm gonna have to. Like. I'm gonna have to go watch his stuff tonight and see see what these elephants and cats look like. <laughs> it's dude's <they're> huge. <laughs> I mean, in high school, he's already got a college frame playing high school kids. Oh, Daddy, did he? Did huge. he like have a gray jersey on? Is that why he saw elephant, or just? Uh, I don't remember what color jersey it was. I, I was just like, man, this guy's a mountain. Well, Look elf, at this. Elephants are normally gray. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's—you can see—he's so strong and powerful because he's just—he's just basically arm whipping these kids, you know, all over the place. Um, got quick hands. Has a good first step quickness. Um, the two things that concerns me is this will be a huge jump in competition for him. I mean, if you're just beating up little kids, basically, a lot of times, and then you're jumping to the ACC, that's going to be a big jump. And then he's going to be an elephant playing with tigers, is what you're <laughs> yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have a little more challenge. He's going to leave the cats challenge. at home and go play with the tigers. Yeah, he's going to have a harder challenge this time around. That's for sure. Help to um, play against the tigers, probably. Yeah, probably. LSU tigers eventually um and then the other thing that concerns me a little bit is where he's not being challenged what's his toolbox going to be like because at the level he's playing at now he's not having to use a lot of moves he's not having to do what what's the word i'm looking for he's not having to use his skill set to win he's just beating these kids up more or less right now so don't half of these high school players like make every other player on the field look like crap unless you're going like John Bosco where like you know everybody is like a five-star recruit yeah true I mean if you're just playing at random high school in wherever in you know in one of the Carolinas or whatever you you're you're making everybody else in the field look stupid you know that's the way most of these high school teams are. You have, like, you know, one player that stands out and, you know, just takes to the house, like, every play. So, I mean, you watch high school tape, you know, those players stand out. They they just end up, you know, some of them just end up being average college players. Right. Know, because they're, they're that talent. But, I mean, like I said, unless you're going to, like, you know, St. John Bosco, where everybody is being highly recruited by colleges, mm-hmm. you know. Or Mater Day or places yeah, like that. Major yeah, Major Day, you know, you know. ING. You know, ING. Yeah, you know, these, these, you know, football, you know, assembly lines, basically. Yep. Um, you know, you're not playing against high competition most of the time. Yeah. Right, but I'm sure he'll get down there in Clemson, and they'll coach him up, and absolutely, they'll they'll give him the tools he needs, show him the things he needs to do. He's, he just may not be used to it because he's not had to use them, and that's, you know, if you don't have to use them, then wow. you know, if you can get away without using them, then why not? I mean, he just a lot of clubbing, slinging, pushing, and he's by him real easily. I mean, he's not having to you know do a lot of stunts and spins and swims and all that stuff. He's just pretty much running over these kids. So. Well, he's a D tackle. He doesn't really have to. I mean, he, he needs some pass rush moves, yeah, but... Yeah, well, and at the next level, he's going to, yeah, yeah down in college. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying in high school, he's not had to have them, so... Just have him watch Tyler Davis and be all right. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be <laughs> fine, but but really, he, I mean, he's he's frame. He's gonna, they're going to be able to do a lot with him because he's so big. Yeah, he's, you know, he, he, 
65290. I mean, you can go either way. You can slim him down a little bit and push him to the edge or keep the weight on him and keep him in the middle. So, yeah, he's going to be a load. Yeah, and, and, you know, he can play. If he can yes. play both, that'll that'll give him an edge. You know, if he can keep right around the between the 290, 310, 320 mark, he, you know, he still can play. Oh, yeah. He can still play both. You know, he's more suited for the middle, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to space him out and throw him all around and see what he can do, you know. And he's got some things you like. Like I said, you could see his hands his hands were quick. First step was pretty quick, especially for that size. I mean, he was he's got some things you like and that you can work with. And I'm sure, like I said, once Clemson gets him in there and and coaches him up, he's gonna be something to deal with. Yep. Next is our uh, good buddy at Dynasty Trip, who by the way will be on IDP Nation on Tuesday. Uh Sweet. so those of you uh who are a big fan of uh he started out as as monkey stat uh, guy, monkey stat, monkey stat boy, uh, yeah, stat man, whatever. I, I forget what we used to call him, monkey stat crew. There you go. Yes, that's uh, it. He, he's our monkey stat crew for a while, and uh, <laughs> so, but uh, he is asking about Micah Parsons. Uh, is Micah Parsons a better dynasty asset, looking at long term, than Kenny Gainwell or Jalen? Waddle. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this one's kind of tough because um, I think both of those guys, I mean, Waddle could be potentially if, a top 15 pick. If 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 I had to pick, I'd take Waddle first over mm. all of them. Mm. I'd even probably take Gainwell over Parsons. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love I love Michael Parsons. But... Gainwell is Memphis. Yes. Yep. Correct. Yep. Okay. Just making sure because I know there's a couple guys that I have like, they're both Kenneths or there's like three Kenneths I think <laughs> right. that, I, that I get mixed up in my head because I look at hundreds of players' names, especially when I'm trying to comb through the uh, fan mm. tracks draft board. I'm like, okay, which guy's this again? Yeah, and it also depends how your 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 team looks. You know, it, yeah. if you're somebody that just goes. BPA best play you know best player no matter what you know I'd go Waddle first then I'd probably go Parsons and then Gainwell if that was the case because you know I know how Memphis is with the running backs we all saw Daryl Henderson how he did it mm-hmm. you know and he didn't do much his rookie year so <clears throat> I know Gainwell's got high hype right now but if I had to take him I'd probably go Waddle first Parsons second and then Gainwell third. All right, Darryl, what do you think? I'm probably t- go ahead. I was gonna say it just depends on your scoring too. I mean, if it if they're everything's similar or close together, you know that then it can make a little difference. But I'd still take you know Jalen Waddle is still probably one of my top ten Devi guys. Parsons is probably top fifteen, top twenty. So that's good i have jalen waddle i drafted him two years ago in a debbie draft so it's good to hear that he's uh moved up the boards i snagged him in my one of my campus at canton leagues and i'm pretty i'm pretty pumped about that so yeah i think i both have actually i think i have waddle and parsons in that league to be honest with you (laughs) i do actually (laughs) yeah i like all three of them i think they're all three gonna be good um i want to see how waddle does without Judy and without uh, rugs around and those guys around, see how he does as 
I'm assuming he's going to be the number one down there now. So him or Devonta Smith. Yeah, Devonta him Smith is. Yeah, I think you know he, Smith. it's just one of the things. It's just a factory of them down there. It's one after yeah. another. So and Waddle is so fast. The, the mm. thing that scares me about Waddle is him getting pigeonholed in like a Tavon Austin like. Ugh. Yeah. Roll, you don't know, say like, that. Don't uh, say well, that. He reminds me a lot of him because of his kick return ability, and yeah, he's a blazer now. He can run. I mean, that's just what comes to mind when you see those guys that can, you know, return kicks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is you think, oh man, is he going to be another? But we'll see. And I, I like Gangle too. He fits what Memphis wants to do. He's an exact fit for them, if that makes sense. Um, I want to see him do it a little bit more. If, I, if I'm choosing between these three, and I know everybody's going to say, well, you love defense better, but I'm taking Parsons. <laughs> I just think Parsons is going to be something special. I mean, he already is. Look what he's doing uh, for the Nittany Lions up there. And if he can improve that much again this year, he's probably a top 10, 15 pick <clears throat> easily in the 2021 draft. And he may be already right now where he's at, so – so, for some people that don't know why Kenneth Gainwell is off the charts right now, he was a he was a redshirt freshman last year, and he had fourteen over fourteen hundred and fifty yards rushing, with thirteen touchdowns, fifty fifty one receptions for six hundred and ten receiving yards and three touchdowns. So those numbers alone, that's why he's off the charts right now. And yeah. if he can, you know, let's see what he does. His redshirt sophomore year and let's you know if he can make a big name for himself and they threw to him a ton i get being here in tennessee i get to watch a lot of their games and they did they threw to him a ton 51 times i mean yeah and they had they still had patrick taylor patrick taylor you know he he got hurt and they had antonio gibson too yep they did they split a lot of carries and touches down there and now he's probably going to be the lead guy all the way around. They've got another guy that's a freshman, but I don't think he played a whole lot last year. So it'll be Gainwell's. I think it's his load to carry right now. And I, I like him. Like I said, I like all three of them. I think they're all kind of close. Uh, I think Parsons is more of a sure thing. I think we already know what we're getting with Parsons as a floor. Yeah. Yep. And moving on. Um, we have the IDP Dynasty Authority, our good buddy over at IDP guys. Uh, I know safeties are typically lower priority, uh, but how do you factor potential roles versus talent? So he gave us four names to try and take a look at two different types of safeties. How do you bump up guys like, uh, I think you just threw this in here just to hear me butcher their names. <laughs> uh, Hamsa Nasiraldine. Nasiraldine. Yeah, I was, I was sounding it out here. Phonics. <laughs> Phonics. Phonics, folks. Phonics. Uh, or Divine Diablo, which just sounds like uh, angel and devil on the shoulders. Uh, Diablo is probably. Uh, that could be box safeties at the next level versus better all-around safety prospects like Andre Sisco or Javon Holland. So you have two different types of players, um, you know, guys that are kind of playing more of a linebacker-ish safety role or guys that can do it all. Who do you, uh, I, I guess out of those four, who do you prioritize um, 
Cisco's head and shoulders over back I know who Daryl's going to say yep. already. Cause yep. I agree is, with that, too. He is way above the rest of them. Now, Nazarel Dean, I will say, he's. I'm interested to see where he goes and what they're going to do because he can do everything. He can play corner. He can play slot. He can play mm-hmm. safety. He can come down in the box. I think he had, what, a hundred and something tackles last year for Florida State. Hundred and one, yep. Yeah, I knew it was over a hundred. So I mean he does a little bit of everything. So I kind of look at him differently than I do the other ones. Um but based on pure talent and skill, Cisco, I mean he's in my top five IDP Davies right now. I mean yep. that kid is crazy good. Yeah, he I mean he's... he can he, he can do everything. He hits like a freaking linebacker that just I mean, watching the tape, he will light you up and then to just drop back and have the awareness to pick off passes at will, he he can do it all. Well, he's got like you know we talked about him you know earlier with our uh, our safety episode we had, but he's got twelve Cisco that is he's mm-hmm. got twelve twelve interceptions in two years. Yeah, I mean, that's, let, that's unheard of for a safety, really. Yeah, he led the nation as a freshman with seven. Yep, and, and then he had five last year. So yeah, I mean he is everywhere. And one hundred twenty-five tackles over the past two years, you know. I, I yeah, Cisco's my my number one up that group and then um then Nazrel Dean is, is probably right there as well. I think um, him and Holland are close, don't you? Um they're different type players, but they're close in grades, I think, for me. Yeah, I think the la- I think, you know, D Blow and Holland are probably a little bit closer. I mean they're both you know, uh looking at Holland, he had nine interceptions over the past two years. So it, I mean, it kind of depends on how your how's your scoring as well. You know, are you going to get more points yeah. for tackles? Or are you going to get more points for safeties? You know, if you're or uh, interceptions, sorry. You know, if you if you get more points for interceptions, then you want to go for those big, you know, bigger play guys like Cisco and Holland. Or if you get lost points for tackles, Deblo and Nazrul Dean are probably your better options. Yeah. All right. And our last question comes from at FF Banterman. I think you forgot an N in there, Daryl. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Fixed there it. you go. So the <laughs> FF Baterman. It just doesn't sound good. Uh, uh, so you thank Daryl for that omission of the N. Yeah, that was all Daryl. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I see it clearly. It says Banterman. I don't know what they're talking about. It does now. I see Daryl in his little pink cursor over here. So. Yeah. Uh, How good is Zach Harrison going to be? You know, he's he's seemingly the heir apparent to Chase Young at Ohio State. Uh, we'll start there, and then we'll go to a second question here in a second. Here. Go ahead, Eric. I, I really like Zach Harrison. I mean, like I said earlier, he's got he, – sat behind uh nick bosa and chase young over the past two years i mean he's he's gonna get his chance so he i mean he could be i'm not saying he's gonna be the next chase young or nick bosa but he can definitely make a name for himself and we'll see how he's gonna do this upcoming year when he is he will be the starter on one end opposite of uh smith i'm guessing so i i think he has a chance to be just under like the likes of Bosa and Young, but I don't think he's going to be that good. Yeah, I agree. I think he's he's definitely going to be good for what Ohio State wants to do, and him and Smith both. But I, I agree with uh, Eric. I don't think he's on <laughs> Chase Young's level mm-hmm. or Nick Bosa's no, level. Definitely or, not. 
those are some rare superstars that come around not too very often. But these guys are going to be good. I mean, they're going to have – they're going to be really good players for them. And they're young, so we'll get to see now that it's their time to shine. We'll see how good they can be. Yeah, they might be overdrafted a bit just because – it's seemingly Ohio State's a factory for defensive ends. So. Especially lately, it does. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. especially lately, yep. Well, I think the last three draft classes, you had Sam Hubbard, Nick Bosa, oh, yeah. and now Chase Young mm-hmm. coming out. I mean, and you're just going to expect somebody to come next year and be, you know, Hubbard was not, you know, up, up in the Nick Bosa and um, – Chase Young conversation, but he was still, I mean, he's still productive defensive end last year, you know, top 20 defensive end prospect or defensive end this past year. Uh, which players are sleepers in college, but might not be great pro prospects. So this is a, uh, you know, what maybe we were talking about uh, uh, Mond, uh, Kellen Mond. Because mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I've drafted him, and that's maybe what spurned this conversation a little bit. Um, I think he's great for college. He puts up some numbers in college, but I don't know that he's going to have a role in um, the NFL. And you have to look at – yeah, I agree with you there. He, You need to look at the system. You know, if you look at the past for, like, teams like Hawaii, you know, who – Throw the ball a lot, or you mean Cole you know, McDonald's not going to be a thing this year? No, no, probably not. Oh. Maybe. I mean, you never know. I mean, it's, it's well, just he would have to, he would have to overtake the great Brian Tannehill. Yeah, that. that's not possible. Tannehill's pretty great, so. <laughs> <laughs> Have you even found a way to work it in on the college show? How about that? (laughs) I'm I'm not taking the bite. Not doing it. You know, and that and that's kind of the thing with these campus to Canton lakes. You kind of need to. You kind of need to do both. You need to look at guys that are going to be that are going to be just good for college, but you also want to find those guys that are going to translate that their stuff to the NFL. You know, right. so it's it just depends on. Just look at the teams. Yeah, Hawaii and Hawaii or Washington State—they're going to bomb the ball out. But are they going to succeed at the next level? Yeah, Gardner Minshew—he's he's starting. But I mean, Aaron, Aaron or Anthony Gordon—you know—he got drafted or he didn't get drafted, but you know he's still on the team. So yeah. you just got to need to look at the system, and you know, historically, has yeah they may have. I mean, look at like, didn't like Tommy Chang for Hawaii break the passing record one year, and then yeah. well, I think so, yeah. What what happened to him in the NFL? Absolutely nothing. nothing. So, yeah. so real quick before we break, it's been a while since we chatted. Um, a couple of the schools, I don't think we discussed this last time we talked. A couple of the school uh, conferences have decided they're only going to play their conference games. Um, so. Looking at that, um, you know, how does that affect? Do you? Th- I mean, do, do you think that affects the smaller schools more? I mean, I know yes. some of the smaller schools are just saying, "Yeah, the season's going to not happen." Like, um, I'd be surprised, you know, if the Bison play. To be honest, yeah, and it's 
I don't know. It's it's interesting. I mean, if they do play, they're probably not going to play Oregon like they're supposed to. Yeah. You know, it, it's they're traveling. It's not all the way across the country, but it's still halfway across the country. And I think they just want to keep. If they are going to play, you know, just keep everything as close as they can, and you know, so they don't have to do these long trips or whatever. But I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to actually see what what happens when you know everything's still up in the air as of right now, but. You'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's, you know, some teams well, may not even have games and some might, I don't know. It's just going to be a really weird year. Regardless. Well, you know, all these, the NFL, college, even hockey and basketball, basketball's fixing to start up pretty soon, NBA, but you know they are watching every single move Major League Baseball's making right now. Yep. Are they getting stuck? Like you said, stuck in Philadelphia because of the they had four players testing pot. They're going. They're watching this stuff. They're watching how it's being handled. They're watching. You know, is this is it going to be a thing where we get started and it shuts down again? So, yeah, it's it's. They're watching it closely, and that's my biggest fear. We're going to start this thing up and everybody's going to get excited and then they're going to jerk the rug out from under us. Yep, that's what I'm afraid of too. I'm you know mentally I'm preparing for no season, but. I don't yeah. know. I mean, we'll we'll see. I can't handle that. So. I can't either. It's it's. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Going nuts. I, I like college, but it, I mean, it, as long as there's pro football, I'm um, I'm good. Um, I think the NFL is going to go. I think. Yeah, I seen some of the day where I think colleges. It's going to come down to the colleges themselves whether they're opening or not. Yeah. What yeah, was it the NFL said today? Uh, you can now. You have a. It's almost like a separate IR for players that get tested positive, and you can put them on there immediately, and you can call someone up from your practice squad immediately to fill their role. And then once they're better, you can flip them right back. So, yeah, but they also uh, teams were cutting players because they can like bring you to camp. So. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's uh, I saw Seattle cut a few, and I'm like, man, that's not good. Yeah, we'll see what no, happens. You know. Well, you know. The NFL is going to happen. It's just, yeah. I think they're doing those type things to prevent it from shutting down. That's kind of what I'm looking at because they they're kind of worried too. They just don't want to say it. They 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 I think in order to to, I I hope baseball can get in the entire sixty games they're planning on doing and end the playoffs that they're planning on. With with the travel, I'm worried about that happening because you know teams. You know, just going to different locker rooms, you know, in different um, hotels, you know, you're, you're just exposing yourself much more. I mean, because no matter how much they, how much prevention they do, you know, you still got to walk through the hotel lobby <laughs> where people have been, you know, staying from who knows where, um, who knows who they're exposed to. I don't know. The Miami Marlins just, uh, you know, infected the entire citizens bank park pretty much so <laughs> um so you know it, it's gonna be interesting um i saw toronto is actually gonna play some games in washington and philadelphia i see the yeah the blue jays they're not even because yeah. they're not allowed in canada nope, nope they told they're them, not allowed they, in they canada once you leave you're gone see ya yep so but anyway, uh, it'll be interesting the next couple weeks uh, as we get some information about the college season. Hopefully, it's good news. Hopefully, teams are. I mean, teams are starting to get practices together, I would assume. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Kind of like the NFL. The NFL, you know, um, Kansas City and Houston, I think, are already in camp. So they're already practicing and get going. <laughs> so training camp live, I think, starts tomorrow, which is exciting. Football, baby. So football Ooh. is back. But anyway, um, we appreciate you listening. And like I said, this may this will be the last time that it is available on um, the IDP Nation feed. It is going to be strictly <laughs> on its own feed. So make sure that you follow that. You go and subscribe. Leave a rating and review, if possible. Let Anchor know that we're doing a great job. So they, uh, you know do whatever they do with their ads or whatever. I don't know how they work that stuff, but we'll find out, I guess. But anyway. We also have our own Twitter handle for it now, so. Yes, yes. Be sure to spread the word to all your friends. And we also have our IDP Lounge show, which I guess, Eric, you're going to find a Friday night where you're uh, free. (laughs) uh, We'll find one. Lounge it up. We'll find one. So, Yes. And, uh, we, we, I don't know. Daryl said we have people for this Friday, but we're, we're planning something before the season. It should be pretty exciting. Hopefully we can get, pull it off with uh, a big mock draft. I think it'd be cool. Ooh, yeah, that'd be fun. Ooh, that'd be nice. That would be fun. But, that would be, yeah. Anyway, that'll do it for the Dig Podcast. Uh, check out IDP guys for our Devi ranks. Not mine, but, uh, Daryl and Eric's, uh, Eric's is coming soon, right? Yes. Yep. Working yep. on. Yep. All right. Awesome. That, that, Can't wait to see some, those. Yep. Got that and some articles ready. To, I think I got one that posts on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, top ten defensive tackles. So. All righty. Should be fun. Sounds good. That's will do it for us. Let's get the outro music. I actually found it this time, guys. You'll be proud. Sure you do. We can't hear it, so <laughs> you can't. But I can hear it. And the people. Can I want to hear it. Uh, go Irish. Go Vols. Go Bison. Go, go Nose. Go Chaz Surratt and no, the Tar Heels. He done said go Nose on you. Yep. <laughs> bison too. Come on. <laughs> I'll give you the Bison. <laughs>